Hello, this is Victor Nyauchi listening to Clubhouse and Podcast. Not that cricket. the Clubhouse in podcast, the podcast that of, or gets you in touch and as close to the game as possible in terms of Zimbabwe. And I am joined by Nazar. What's happening, bro? How are you doing, Larry? Hi, hello, listeners. Hope you have a wonderful day. I had a wonderful day today at the match. Yeah, so we've got two things we're talking about. Uh, first of all, uh, I mean, the second thing we'll talk about is Joel at Gumbi's 100 as well as the skipper Craig Irvin's big hundred, like over 150, 160, I think it was. But the first thing is the big news that came out today. The schedule for the qualifiers is out. The big news first of all is Zimbabwe and Wits Indies in the same group. Uh, who else is in the same group? We have the, uh, the USA, Nepal, Netherlands. And then the other group got Sri Lanka, Oman, Scotland, and uh, Ireland. And the UAE. And the UAE, yeah. Okay, so looking at Zimbabwe group, of course, because our our allegiances are to Zimbabwe, naturally. Uh, not not a bad group? No, I don't think so at all. I think the, the only challenge is to try and get through the West Indies. Uh, but the interesting thing is finishing second in that group is not bad either because you get another, I suppose, chance with a full test member in the Super 6. So uh, there's uh, lots of chances to qualify. And uh, I think it's... Uh, it's it's very unlikely that Zimbabwe won't get through those qualifications in the top two. And that's where the other problem is, because uh, if you look at the matches against the Netherlands, the first two were very close, albeit because Zimbabwe was dropping catches and Nigeria had that terrible final over. But you would think with some form, Zimbabwe should be able to handle the likes of ne- Netherlands, Nepal and the USA. Ah, definitely. Um, you know, it's just important that they don't aren't complacent on the day. And I think that is uh, something we saw when we when they went through the T20 qualifiers. They were by far the best side there. And I think that they have the potential to be the same during this one. Uh, Sri Lanka generally don't travel very well. Um, and the, for me, the most unpredictable side at that whole qualifier is going to be the West Indies. Because if they turn up and play cricket, they can be the best. They can beat anybody. They, they can be the best in the world on a day. Um but then sometimes if they have their, having their internal problems, they can turn up here and just play as if they've been, you know, they've been forced to come to, to Alari or something like that. Darren Sami is their new coach. He's won uh, the World Cup twice as a T20. That becomes, becomes a big thing in the dressing room, doesn't it? No, definitely. Because, uh, and, and I think Darren Sami, from what I've heard, has the respect of the players. Um, they, you know, so that is, is, is key. Um, and Darren Sami is the kind of guy who just, when he was a player and captain of the West Indies, he led by example. You know what I mean? He was the kind of guy who uh, bowled critical overs and made runs when it mattered. Um, and so he's probably going to try and reinstill that culture because the West Indies side have got some really good players that are, you know, in that, that, that coming to, probably coming to the World Cup. We don't know yet who their final 15 are. 
Well, I mean, they put out the final 15 already and Shy Hope is in there as the captain. Mm. Uh, I think when we have the next podcast, we'll talk about uh, the teams that they'll be, the ones that have already released their squads. The West Indies is one of them. But I mean, going back to Zimbabwe, as a, from a strategic point of view, uh, how, would you have rather faced the West Indies in your group or would you have rather faced them a little bit later when you know what you have in the bag? Um, I think... It, I think either way is going to end up being the same. You've just got to take whatever advantages that being at home give you and then make the most of those. You know what I mean? Uh, because, as I said, I think I don't think that West Indies are going to be any easier if you're playing them second time in the in the Super Sixes or if you're playing them in your league matches. Um, they, they, they can be unpredictable. Shea Hope, for me, is a really, really good player. Carl Mayers is another one. I mean, really are special players. And there's a, there's a few of them in that side. Um, you know, and some good quicks, good spinners, good all-round side. So, you know, they, they're going to be tough to beat. And uh, coach, Zimbabwe coach, uh, I just forgot, Dave Houghton said that his plan is to win this tournament and not scrape through. That should be the mentality that Zimbabwe go in through because you're now leaving yourself... Uh, with a situation where you want to win the tournament, not necessarily just trying to get a second place. No, that's exactly right. And and I think it's it's the right way to approach it, you know, because it's uh, also, you don't often get to host two qualifiers within the space of a year. You know what I mean? I, I, it's not going to happen again and you've got to make the most of, of whatever it is, good fortune or great relationships, whatever it is that caused this to happen. You've got to make the most of it. And I think that's the right attitude. Then uh, now we're we're gonna have a chat more about uh, the group stage. Okay, before I go, what do you what do you think? Can Zimbabwe will Zimbabwe make it to the World Cup? Your prediction right now? I think there's around about a seventy five eighty percent chance that they will. Yeah, it's pretty high, seventy five eighty percent chance. And we'll be here to, to to check it up, and we'll be giving updates on it as we go throughout the tournament. Next question is: Somebody just came and blew the door down in that opening. Um, <laughs> slot Joel Gumbi um, everybody including myself thought of this guy as a, a red ball cricketer and a couple of years ago coach um, Dave Houghton when he was still with the Mountaineers say this boy's got something this guy's got gumption he's got something and um, today it comes in never had a list a century to his name uh, and playing against a very good Pakistan a or Pakistan Shaheen's side gets a century. What does that say about, first of all, that performance? And secondly, the guts that this kid has got? Like for me, it's not really surprising. Like, Joel Gumbi's conversations we've had before this podcast, he's come up a lot. Um, I just was looking at his statistics. He got, uh, in Logan Cup, he played four matches. Okay. Didn't start the season for the Mountaineers, but when he got four matches, he made, um, batted six times, got two scores in the eighties and a hundred. And then a little while later, he plays, I think it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, I think it was Durham, not Glamorgan, got 141. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then a little while later, he gets picked for, um, Zeme on the back of those performances. And then he goes and he makes 140 odd in Kwekwe. It was 141. 141. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then he got uh, 46 in on a, for me was what looked like a very difficult batting surface. It was a bowler friendly wicket in Tare. Mm. And then he, you know, so like there's a consistency about him. 
uh, that for me is not really surprising that when he's given this chance, because uh, you're you're only that consistent if your methods are good. Mm. So his methods have been there's been that have not been the questions. The questions that have been asked about him, this is not really there's a perception that he's not really a good teammate. Okay, those are the, some of the complaints I've heard about him, um, and, and he tends to be very fixed in his ways. You know what I mean? That won't really uh, isn't really open to editing editing the the way he plays, mm. which is you know uh, which is can be annoying. But the other thing is, this is remember the guy's 27 years old. He's not a kid. He's not um, just playing in his first few seasons of, of big cricket. He's been around a while and has developed his own methods that allow him to make mm. runs. Um, and, and it worked. And it worked in difficult conditions. And how important was it to have someone like Craig on the other end? Um, yeah, well, it, it helped. But I, just the way he plays, I don't think it would, it would have necessarily made a difference if it was somebody else. You know what I mean? Because he, 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 as I said, he's got his methods that work. And that's all he did when he was out there. And then uh, once he got himself in, he expanded his methods, played a little bit more positively. So I think I remember looking at one stage, he had a strike rate in the around about 55 um, after he'd been batting for about 15 overs. And then he finished the innings with a strike rate in the around 89 or 90. Mm. So he expanded his game in accord with what the situation was. And I don't think that that was uh, necessarily Craig telling him what to do. I think he's it's something we've seen him capable of doing. Craig getting his uh, 160. Uh, there's been a big criticism of players, and I think in the same same vein, we talk about guys like Innocent Kaye gets himself at 30 and he's out. Uh, Wesley's been guilty of that a couple of times. My DVD, that is. Uh, Craig going on to make a big 100, especially a statement 100 after Omar uh, Yusuf had made a great 153 himself. That has to be some sort of statement that get made to to the not to more like more likely to the rest of the players that it's time to step up and make those big important hundreds, as well as getting, you know, himself into form just before the qualifier. I mean, the 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 talk has been about problems with the top order. Um, he's been batting three most of this the uh, last sort of eighteen months. That is top order, and whatever failures. Are there? He's been part of, you know what I mean. So it's as you said, it's a statement hundred. Uh, we've put our top order failings behind us, and for me, I like the fact that he was a lot more aggressive than we're used to seeing. Him. You know what I mean? The shots we saw him, he doesn't really for me play the hook shot early on in his innings. Generally, he leaves it and then uh, plays it later on when he's in. We saw him hit to, hit a hook shot for six when he was in, in the twenties. You know what I mean? That's very unlike how we've known him to play um, and, and it was very selfless it wasn't sort of it's, you know, it didn't look like the innings that I'm playing for myself Yeah, you know what I mean so he made that statement and it's important that he's made that the statement early um, before these qualifiers have happened um, and also he's made a point that of saying that like I am not one of the top order batters who are struggling you know which is very very important um, and, I, and, I, and it, it was good to see and uh, that also I mean from our chat with Dave Houghton, he said that he's going to arrest definitely two people that three people that are arresting are uh, Joylet Gumbi and uh, Craig Irvin, as well as Wellington Masaka. So let's talk about his captaincy. Uh, I, I liked, uh, there was, uh, he's, he's, I find him a little more instinctive. 
Okay, but I think he he also, and I think he admitted it on an, in, in an interview this morning, that uh, or he was it yes or was it after the last game where uh, he was asked about you know like captaining into the World Cup qualifiers, and I think these are slightly lower pressure matches. So he says he's 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 given the freedom to be himself because there's no real pressure built around this the outcome of the of these games. Um, but I think he's he, he's shown some. Ability, some real ability to captain a side. Um, I think it's also very important that uh, he's got to figure out how to not just ball as well as he did. He's got to make runs, more runs in the situations that he found himself in if he's really going to build himself as a leader of that team. Uh, because I think it's very important, particularly for a country like Zimbabwe, where we don't have the class depth that a leader is able to actually be good enough to lead from the front, you know, and bat Zimbabwe out of situations. Because it's not me asking him to do something that's beyond his ability, but it's just about him focusing a little bit more and making sure that he gets it right when it matters. And then it also helps him that he's taking wickets. So it's not a case where people are looking at him and saying, well, he's in the team and you're now looking for reasons why he should be in the team. Ah, that's, that's yeah, very right, and 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 it's good that he's being rested because uh, it's also nice to just have a look at somebody. So that means Brandon Mafuta is probably going to get get a game or or two. And I think that'll just be good. And for, Raza coming back as well. And Raza coming back, and I just think that'll just be good for deepening and broadening the the the, 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 the squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think you ideally, you, my 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 belief is that you need to have a quality second eleven. Not just second, like five people. Yeah, in. you know <laughs> what I mean. And then ideally, you want to have some young guys, guys in the nineties and twenties, who are outside of your second eleven, mm. who are potentially quality. You want to have about thirty or forty guys that you can look at seriously. Mm. Uh, and, and I, I mean, of course, you generally have like six, seven, eight, who are like your first names on the sheet, mm. but. Afterwards, the quality shouldn't drop so, so much far, that you're yeah. thinking, yeah. "What are we doing here?" Yeah, that's exactly right. And and and, and games like this allow you then to experiment and give guys goes. Um, and then also, we had the county sides came out like so. We had you know like you and I've spoken about Nyasha Mayao as, yeah. an, as an as an alternative. He's a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know like what it is, he did well. But he just didn't do well enough. You know, he can't he can't really he didn't yeah, do so well it's enough. It's kind of like this situation where Joy Lord has come in mm. and didn't just get a. 30 odd, 40 odd. Yeah. You go into and go made ahead. a statement. You made, oh, like, like I said, 200s against very good, 300s, sorry, against very good opponents. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like one of those things that like it's good to see. And then there's there's a lot of other guys who we're going to be seeing because the county sides thing is going to happen next year next again. Year. So there's another, a few other guys who are going to go thing. And, and then Nyasha, I've had a few conversations with Nyasha over the last sort of six months. He's also very, very keen on just to try and keep improving his own game, uh, figuring out what it is he's doing wrong, where he's, you know. So it, it's 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 wonderful when you start to see that squad starting to become quite broad. And, and a lot and, more competition. And, yeah, and then so, you've, got, you've got like five or six options everywhere, you know what I mean? Whereas uh, there was a time, I think, earlier, Innocent Kahir was absolutely certain that he was the, the first choice opener. Mm. Uh, and suddenly he's not, and that's a good thing. Okay, and maybe Edison might not like that. But finally, we've been speaking about the positives. Dropped catches today. Yeah, well, it it happens. Um, but, I, mean, I mean, Netherlands, those drop catches happened this match. And it looks like there's a pattern where five, six... It's as if in one game, Zimbabwe will catch everything. 
then there's another match in which they'll drop everything. So for me, it's interesting because I was commenting with Skander Bacht at the time. And I said, like, listen, there's something about the way, because there was a lead up where there was a lot of really untidiness, real untidiness in the field. Guys missing straightforward, like, stops and that kind of stuff. Um, and then that's when we had that series, I think, of about three or four drop catches in a very short space of time. And it's one of those things that, as a team, you learn from those things. You know what I mean? Because it, batters talk about having something similar, where suddenly the game flattens out a little bit, nothing really happening, and then you let your minds wander. And it's interesting because sides are, especially sides that have played a lot of cricket together, they're in tune. They'll generally do the same things at the same time. And that's what happened out there is everybody just sort of nodded off. And then bad cricket happened, allowed the Shaheens to create this big platform, then a big partnership, and then um, Ben Yusuf to get onto a big score. Um, and the interesting thing is, having found that, this is just information as far as I'm concerned, that's why I said it's a good thing that those drop catches happen because you have information. Somebody's got to be clued up enough in the field, okay? One of the senior players, your wicketkeeper, Clive McDundee, to see, oh, this is that situation in which we drop these catches. You know what I mean? And then you can now head it off because you can then be like, guys, guys, you know this situation, this is that one when we, we drop, you know, or whatever it is, G up the, the guys and, and then prevent those things from happening. So it's good information to have when you know that, okay, failure is about to happen here. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is how we react. And this is how we, 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 you know, like transcend from this like pattern, you know, but it's a pattern that's happened. You mentioned Netherlands as well. It's not the first time that this pattern's happened, you know, and then, and then the, the key things that happen leading into those dr- series of drop catches and catching it early, understanding when it happens is very important because we, know this now going into those qualifiers. Imagine finding this out in the game against the West Indies that we have this pattern where we drop catches in quiet periods of play. Alright? And it's and then you find it out and then you discover it again against Sri Lanka in the in the Super Sixes. And then now you're watching now the now World Cup on you're TV. Watching the World Cup on TV. <laughs> but at least now we know and Dave knows. I mean like these Dave's been around mm. and he's probably having this conversation with his players. At, at, some, at a different level, you know, but he's having this conversation because it's a mental thing. It was a mental switch that because you're a collective, you're a unit, everybody switches off that mental switch at the same time and then that that those sort of disasters happen. Uh, Naza, uh, thank you so much. Are you a socials again? Uh, I, you know them better than I do. Uh, it's Darlington Matambanazo. That's my Facebook uh, Darlington Matambanazo will also get you to me on uh, Instagram. And then it's uh, Darlington Matambana is uh, Twitter. Cool. Uh, Latin Credit Eye. Catch me on any socials. Otherwise, subscribe to us on any platform you can catch. This is the Clubhouse in Podcast. Also published by Three Men on a Boat. And also to add that on Twitter at, at 3mob.com. Three is a digit. And uh, the rest is letters. And then on Three Men on a Boat and Three Men on a Boat, that's on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Three Mob, uh, uh, no, that's Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Three Mob TV, that is our uh, what we do on uh, the platform that is called. People are just looking at me right now and so I'm looking at all my notes. But that's what we do on TikTok. Otherwise, take care of yourself and the people that you love. The next episode is after the fourth, uh, the fourth match, fifth match rather. Uh, between the Pakistan's Shaheens and Zimbabwe Select, in which we'll also talk some more about Group A. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 